Should I interest you in a stamp? Yeah, give me a stamp. Oh. No, give me a purple one. Oh, I'm sorry we haven't any purple ones. I could uh, paint one for you. I don't want a painted one. person hasn't got any rights in this country anymore. The government even tells you what color stamps you gotta buy. from eBay, this is the award-winning stamp show here today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. This is episode number 370, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. You can support this witless tosh by joining the stamp show here today community. The cost is only $10 for a lifetime membership. Listen to the end credits for more information on joining. This is Cash. This is Mark. This is Jim. This is Don. And uh, first of all, um, you know, we're giving the wonder screens away for new members. and Magical. Yeah, magical. The magical wonder screen. Um, that's great. Uh, we got a couple people who I think joined strictly to get the screen, so... Uh, that's a big plus. I mean, the screen costs what? 10 cents. All right. <laughs> it's worth um, every penny. I got two people. One is Larry Hull. I just want to give a personal shout out to Larry Hull. A uh, great stamp dealer in halfway Missouri. Um, he sent a self-addressed stamped envelope. Uh, the wonder screen is six inches by six inches. Right. So it's folded in half. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, thank you very much. I will uh, read. Cut in half and Larry can glue it. There you go. (laughs) So just FYI, it is a six inch by six inch. So uh, two people sent me self-addressed stamped envelopes. And uh, thank you very much. But uh, it's got to be six inches by six inches. Anyway, we are talking today about eBay. And what got me onto the topic was, uh, you know, on the last, what, three or four podcasts, probably much more, I was uh, complaining that like foreign stamps, foreign buyers, you know, stuff's getting lost in the mail. And my slow delivery or losses has really skyrocketed. I mean, it's still, you know, one out of 200 or something like that. It's not very common. But it's much, much higher than it used to be. And you're not sending this with tracking because they're very low-value items. Yeah, for like a $6 item, uh, putting tracking on it is like $9.60. So uh, tracking doesn't work. And I'm not certain that it would work anyway. But uh, I got my feedback from eBay, and it started... July 30th to August 8th. So uh, that's the time period, and then they apply it to September. 
So during that time period, three, three uh, shipments were lost. And I probably responded that, you know, they were shipped, but eBay refunded them. So I didn't refund them. eBay refunded them. They said, uh, we've looked at the case and we're refunding this guy. So out of the three shipments, there were 12 items. And August is always low for me. I don't sell a lot in August, say July or September. Um, just FYI, I sell between $2,500 and $3,000 a month. So these 12 items in three orders added up to 1.6% of my sales, uh, the number of lots I sold. And uh, looking at it real quick, it looks like there might be like $15 or either like dollar items or $2 items. If they were $2 items, then they're $24. Well, it put me to substandard in my eBay uh, grading system. And when you go substandard, the commission that they charge goes from 9%, they add an extra 6% onto it. So instead of paying 9% commission, I'm paying 15% commission. So these $24 arguably items cost me about $180 in additional uh, commissions over the next time period. And for me, the next time period ends on October 20th. So between uh, September 20, uh, no, September, sometime in the beginning of September and October 20th, I have to pay 6% more commission on everything I sell. And it's going to be about 180 extra dollars because I didn't refund $24 quickly enough or whatever. Well, so, what happens is you, you send an item and uh, eBay tells the buyer that there's a window by which they should receive the item based on uh, the average uh, delivery, you know, that, uh, or delivery experience for, for that particular country or that particular zip code. And so uh, eBay will bug you later and say, uh, have you left feedback for these items that you should have received? And if you haven't received them yet, just click this button. And that button starts a, a, uh, the process for a, uh, basically a complaint that, uh, that they haven't received the item. So if you respond by saying, yeah, I did, I did send you the item. Don't worry, it, it's on the way. But you don't include a tracking number. Um, and, the, and the buyer innocently says, you know, gosh, I, you know, I, I still haven't received the item and, uh, and there's no tracking number. eBay will as a matter of course, automatically just find for the, the buyer oh, yeah, and yeah. refund the money. Yeah. They, 100% of the time, they find for the buyer. Right. So I guess the strategy would be that um, when you get one of these as a seller, um, you're better off just, you know, refunding immediately rather than, you know, asking the buyer to have a little patience that, uh, that, that it might take a little bit longer to, uh, to deliver. Yeah, because from my standpoint, I now I have a number, $180. If I refund $180, 
just, you know, people say, oh, you know, hi, how are you? Uh, it's uh, Monday. I know you said you sent it yesterday, uh, but it's not at my house today. It's like, well, yeah, I'm not Amazon. I don't have next day service. But, you know, at that point, it almost behooves me to click an instant refund because not doing it is going to cost me $180 if, like I said here, you know, three items, three, or excuse me, not three items, 12 items in three shipments, and it cost me 180 bucks. So uh, I'm going to uh, look at my pricing strategy, too, and how I do my shipping. But uh, that, that's a question that I was going to bring up to uh, Mark. Mark, how do you price your items? Well, most of the stuff I sell is going to be in the higher-end range to where um, I'm, I'm shipping with tracking. So um, I, I don't often get a uh, um, a request for a uh, uh, you know for a, a late shipment or something because it's, it's being tracked and if it's if it's been shipped there's at least uh, a couple of points where there's a response from USPS where you know it went through this sorting facility or it's at this you know location so the buyer if it's if it's outside the window of delivery they can at least look it up and say oh well it's you know, it's 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 two states away at a sorting facility, so I'll just wait. How how yeah. much is your average sale that you can? Because how much is tracking? Uh, tracking is uh, a minimum of about four dollars and sixty cents for a first class package, and uh, so it ranges four sixty or four fifty to five dollars, depending on how far away the, the it's going from your zip code. And uh, what's your average sale then? And my average sale is around fifty to sixty dollars. So they're spending, or someone is spending ten percent of the money on shipping. Right. Or do you add that on? You say fifty dollars plus five dollars shipping, or something. Yeah, for anything over sixty dollars, I I just add it on as as you know, it's it's gonna eBay will charge you the the between four fifty and five dollars. Otherwise, eBay just charges sixty cents if it's if it's under sixty dollars. I don't understand that part. So, so I risk the I risk the um, the the delivery because um, there's no tracking, and unless it's under twenty dollars, then eBay does include tracking for a uh, for a first class envelope. Really? Yeah. So you can get a first class envelope through through, but that's only domestic. It's oh, not international. Okay. Yeah, it's not going to help me. I have no problem whatsoever with domestic. None whatsoever. These three items were all going. One was going to Poland. And uh, one was going to, I'm, I'm not sure where the other two were going to, but one was going to Poland because I remember the guy. I remember emailing him. Um, so how do you do your shipping then? I ship uh, basically uh, at least three times a week. Um, and I ship only at, the, only at the post office. I don't put anything in a mailbox or one of those, or, or one of those uh Blue mail bins. I, I take but everything I mean, to the counter. So you, I mean, uh, charging wise. So you list the stamp. You list a C three A inverted Jenny. You put it up on eBay for fifty bucks. Right. And if it sells for fifty, I'll 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 put it just in a number ten envelope. But if it's over sixty, then I'll then I'll. I'll okay, so it sells for sixty dollars. Right. So now, what do you do? So at, at, at first of all, how much do you charge the person? Because the person sends you sixty dollars plus shipping, or right? Yeah, so it's sixty dollars plus sixty cents. 
So you you got sixty dollars and sixty cents, mm-hmm. and then you pay the extra five bucks to ship it. Uh, well, if it's if it's sixty dollars or less, you know, I I, I typically just uh, send it by first class mail. Yeah, but well, if, but over over that, um, I'll put it into the listing, so the 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 customer will pay. You know, but I'd like if if they buy two items that are that are each, um, um, say uh, fifty fifty dollars items, I only get, um, you know, uh, I guess a dollar twenty for shipping, but I pay the difference to to ship it with tracking. Okay, so you do not change anything, and then you ship it for tracking. Right. See, I ship. I draw the line at $100, um, over $100, and I worry about the shipping, you know, figure out what to do. Generally speaking, if it's over $100, then it's mostly domestic. If it's foreign, it's a pain in the butt because uh, registered mail and, uh, well, actually, I did ship uh, quite a few things to China that were multi-hundred dollars. And so I did pay the eBay shipping, but the eBay shipping was $14. Right. Yeah, and uh, and and the registered mail will be um, nineteen dollars sixty five cents. Yeah, and, and then and also the registered only gets it to the port; it doesn't get it to the person's house. So if you send it registered mail to Wuhan, China, you know, and uh, it doesn't get there, and you put in the tracking number, eBay will refund the person because your tracking number didn't track it to his house. Yeah, I don't have a lot of experience with registered foreign. Yeah, but, I uh, do. <laughs> <laughs> so what I do, honestly, is I do the eBay tracking, and then eBay just says, oh, it was sent. I have not lost an item that had eBay tracking, so I don't know exactly what occurs. But uh, if it's if it's multi-hundred, definitely and if it's over 100 I look at how much money I'm making off the stamp and figure out if I want to pay an extra 15 bucks. Yeah, and I believe if you use eBay, um, uh, eBay uh, Shipping International, if you use their, their label, that, uh, that the seller protection uh, uh, does get invoked. Yeah. So, um, um, so if, you, uh, if you have a non-delivery, I believe eBay will still... Still stand behind you. Yeah, still stand behind you, yeah. As long as you use their service. Yeah. That's sort of what I have heard. But again, I've never lost anything with eBay service, so I don't know. Uh, But I do know that these three items were sent, you know, just regular old throw it in an envelope and throw it in the post office. Right. And uh, this is, uh, it's frustrating because it's such a penalty for three items that, you know, in the future now, it's just going to be, uh, uh, you're complaining, refund. You're right. complaining, refund. Yeah, eBay eBay really tries to take care of the customer kind of a thing because they want to compete so so hard with Amazon. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, they it, it's basically on the on the backs of the sellers. Yeah, so I, you know, you have to, I have to re- take it into account when I'm pricing my items. Right. Which, by the way, how do you price your items? Uh, if you have a... $100 catalog value item, uh, do you have something? Because generally speaking, I charge for U.S. and foreign, well, for everything. If it's Mint Never Hinge, my minimum price is 50% of catalog. And a lot of times I go higher. If it's hinged, I do about a third of catalog, and then I'll accept offers. 
Right. And if it's used, I tend to be at about 25% of catalog. Now, none of this stuff is gradable. None of it has a grade. None of it has a certificate. It is strictly just your average old fine stamp. Uh, and so, you know, I did, and you know, if it's faulty, then, you know, I'll put it up for 10%. Right. Yeah. I think with the, with, with my stuff, it's, it's a little bit on the higher end. A lot of it's graded. Um, and there's, there's a little bit of flux there in the marketplace. So, um, I'll, I'll have to research each item as I, as I go along and I may have a, um, I don't know, let's say a three cent commemorative that's a 98 and there's, if there's like another five on eBay, then I know that it's not going to, it's not going to get, you know, like full SMQ. But, you know, if, if mine is the only grade 98 on eBay, then I'll, I'll put it up for the full SMQ. Well, one thing that I did do, and I know I brought this up because, uh, shipping was sort of killing me on some of my items. I raised, I sell a lot of Philippine souvenir sheets. And basically, sort of, Scott's catalog has a minimum price on them of about two dollars and twenty-five cents. So I charge a buck forty-five for them, and then I increased it by thirty cents an item for postage, and then give them free postage. So it may see, say free postage, right. <laughs> but you're paying for the postage. Uh, if you buy two items, I break even. If you make buy three items, I'm Saving money and a lot of people, a huge amount of people may buy 10, 15, 20 items. So, you know, at that point, it's just extra money. Yeah. But the the general stuff, in addition, or excluding the Philippine souvenir sheets, yeah, I tend to, you know, 50% for never hinged and then 33 for hinged. Yeah. And are you also marrying your... Uh, items on Hipstamp? Not yet. I am starting on Hipstamp. As a matter of fact, I was uh, asking Tom about web space for picture hosting. So, yeah, Hipstamp is a I think is a good deal for the buyers because um, Hipstamp doesn't charge uh, sales tax. Oh yeah, on the on the uh, on the item where eBay does. Well, everybody is responsible for paying their sales tax. Yes. So you don't get it for free. You have to fill out the government forms and send them the check. So I trust that all our listeners will do that. Yes, absolutely. Jim, you sell on eBay, right? I do. How do you price your items? I generally um, price an item at a minimum of $5. I'm selling mostly covers, Mm. not stamps. So I don't have a lot of lower-end items. And um, I usually put them for auction, seven days, and renew them. They do the automatic renewal, so they'll roll two or three times. I found the second time through, I have almost as many sales as the first time through. So, so one week isn't quite enough, but I think 10 days is too long for uh, a listing to be not refreshed. How many, how many of your items sell at auction and how many of them get multiple bids? Um, I don't track that, um, but I would guess that about a third sell. So it's not a... Yeah. No. It's, a, it's a lower end. You know, it's a 5 and $10 business mainly. Um, every once in a while, there's a real winner because like anything else, if somebody... You get two people bidding on something, and you can get a pretty good deal. 
And I have listed covers in the $100 range, you well, know, U.S. covers. Yeah, I have. I think my most expensive item right now on eBay is like $1,200. I have many, many multi-hundred dollar items up. Yeah. But the bread and butter that I sell, uh, my average sale price I think is $11. Yeah, and, and that would probably be my, my average may be a little higher, but maybe 15 yeah 20 the the interesting thing well there's two interesting things about that that i've found over the years um one is that relisting is a is a really good idea when you have things that are on auction and the second thing is lowering the price often gets a bid yeah so those are two you know fairly easy things to do on ebay that that increases your sales. Well, I'm going to start taking advantage. I have never had, I mean, I sell stuff at auction on eBay and half the stuff does very well and the other half does not. And that's of the stuff that sells. Mm -hmm. And I'd say 20% maybe of the stuff sells. And I'm starting at like 99 cents. You know, I'll start a $5 cover at 99 cents, and there's only a 20% chance that it sells. So, yeah, uh, that's why I'm going, I'm going to look, well, actually, I am. At the beginning of the month, I'll be on hip stamp, and I'm going to be participating in their one-cent auctions. I think that their one-cent auctions get far more traction than eBay does from an auction standpoint. And one-cent, starting it at one-cent, you know, makes the stuff go away, and sometimes I just want it to go away. Yeah, the nice thing about Hipstamp is the search is a lot more um, geared toward um, stamp collectors. Right. Like if you go on eBay and you search for number one, um, you're going to get all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> um, whereas if you go on Hipstamp and search for number one you know, under United States, you're just going to get the five-cent Franklin. Yeah. So, eBay, uh, Don, what's your eBay experience? I work for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right now you're scanning tons and tons and tons of plated Great Britain number 33s. Mm -hmm. uh, I got a uh, very, very large collection from Lloyd, as a matter of fact, who works here at PSE. He stopped collecting them, and I, I like plating stamps, so I got it. And I played with it for about five years. And now I'm kind of done with it, too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there are, what, 140 plates. And uh, I'm going to list each plate individually. You know, they range in the number of stamps. Like, you know, plate 77, I have zero of. Plate number 225, I'm going to list zero. There were some, but I'm keeping them. So, like, for between... Uh, Plate number 74 and 220, they all have over half the stamps. Uh, some of them are, well, at the middle period, all of them are complete. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens there. But that's a lot of scanning because each pane is broken, broken into quarters. Yeah. So uh, it is, It's a lot of scanning, but, you know, I've got my system. You know, I got, I got my new desk set up with my new computer and... Why don't you tell people how you scan? What DPI and stuff like that? 
Uh, the DPI is um, 600. And uh, I mean, I don't think I really do anything that terribly special. I scan it um, 600 DPI um, per whatever instructions you have. And uh, when I'm done, I put it on a thumb drive, give it to you to upload onto eBay. You save them in JPEG files? Yes. You black out the backgrounds? No. No? So just whatever color mm -hmm. it's in the background? But it is basically, it, you know, uh, they're, um, he puts them on. Um, the Vario pages. Thank you. With cardboard back, by the way. Uh-huh. Not with the plastic back. I find that the plastic back glares too much. Yeah. So when you have the cardboard back, it makes a nicer background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to replace my... It, my sheets are getting pretty well-worn after years and years and years of <laughs> use. and So, uh, yeah. Yeah, some of them are, are pretty sad. Yeah. But I got it. You know, I have my system. You know, I've got... My TV and my Roku all set up, and just you know, watching movies or YouTube or what have you, and doing the scanning. So, Mark, when you list on eBay, uh, how do you list them? What what do you use? Do you use their submission form or something? Yeah, I use eBay's submission form, and most often I'm I'm taking something that I've already sold and just um, uh, you know, I click the button that says sell similar, um, so that I don't. There's a lot of stuff I don't have to retype. How do you track your inventories? Do uh, you, you do. I assume you don't use eBay's number because eBay's number is like 24 digits long. Right. I just keep them in a stock book and I try to keep them in Scott number order and uh, and you know yeah. And I, I don't have that many items. I think because you have something like what about five thousand. I yeah. I bought I, a five thousand store and I rarely go above the five thousand. Right now, I've got 4,936, I think it is. I just listed yesterday, which is why I know the number. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I try to get at least 1,000 items, but I'm, I'm at like 960 or something like that right now. So, What do you do if you have like five examples of the two-cent Colombian? Um, I Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and list them if they're different. But if I have, usually if I have two stamps of the same stamp and maybe the same grade i'll i'll just do one at a time mm. you know sometimes i'll put them both up but um but most of the time i'll just i'll just put one up and yeah because until it sells i use six bit and you know i've talked about six bit before i i stand by it i love them that's what kept me off hip stamp though is because the inventory system i use on ebay does not relate over to hip stamp so when I use hip stamp, like I said, I'm going to do mostly the one cent auction because then you don't have an inventory issue. Right. Realistically, at a penny, if I don't sell something for a penny, then I'm I'm doing something stupid <laughs> because every stamp should sell for a penny. Because otherwise, you know, if it doesn't, if it isn't worth like a five dollar bill. I'll throw it into a box and sell it as a box. Right. So that's how Plus I'm you're charging $15 for shipping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a, uh, I got a set of, you know, we have the nonprofit. We say that at the beginning of every show, people donate to us. 
we got our fourth donation of uh, the American Airmail catalog. It's a five-volume hardcover set of books, and it's heavy. And so now it's like we got the fifth one. Or we got to sell this. You know, we got to sell three of them. You know, we, we only need one. Right. And uh, so, you know, the book rate is cheap, but I, I need to put this on eBay and get it out of here because, you know, thank you very much, people, for your donations. Really, really super appreciate it. If you give us duplicate stuff, we just have to sell it. So, Jim, yes. How do you, if you, when you price something at like five or ten dollars, how do you determine the value of it? Well, I have a certain criteria. Um, I buy covers that have something unusual about them. So, um, and then it just depends on how valuable it is. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry how uh, modern it is. And there are some catalog values that, you know, for example, uh, airmail, postal card, uh, foreign rate, those are very hard to find used. So when you find those, then there's a catalog value. And I usually start them at about half of that, sometimes a third. And, um, you know, because it is an auction. I wouldn't sell them. If I was putting a retail price on them, it might be a little higher. And I think also um, it depends on um, the knowledge. I mean, I, I follow and I watch what sells on eBay. So I'll go a lot of times to the filter and just look for sold items in, in a particular either from a particular person or in a particular category. One of my favorite things to uh, sell and one of the things I've sold a lot of is Prexies. And so I have a couple of search, sa saved searches that are Prexies. And then I will go in and check the sales on those just to see, you know, what what's selling currently. And, and that's a pretty volatile market. I've sold you know, five, $600 covers as Prexi covers. And I've had some that I think are really, really good that just don't sell. So it's hard to, it's hard, it, it's hard to know what the collecting fever is at that time. Yeah. What's hot and what isn't. See, I, I, I sell so many items that I can't really research them. Yeah. I mean, I have, <laughs> well, you brought up uh, foreign use postcards. There is a 27 cent, and I'm sorry if I get it wrong. Uh, I have no clue what the number is. I know that it's got like a glider on the front of it. Yeah. And Joel Weinstein at uh, Arcadia, you know, he has his dollar cover boxes. And I go in there and there's 12 of them used, non-philatelic, to Italy, proper usage. You know, just a person notifying, you know, of what's going on in the United States back to their Italian friend. And I look them up in the catalog, and these catalog, $27.50 each, and here they're in the dollar box. So I bought all 15 of them, and I put them up, 
and not a single <laughs> one has sold. <laughs> it's like Joel was smarter than me. He got a bug each worm. <laughs> one of the one of the problem one of the problems that we have with modern stuff is that um, it went to Europe, and we don't always see what's available because in the United States we don't have that. It's all over in Europe, and or overseas somewhere. And then when somebody finds some, you see. Well, that was a very famous thing. Uh, this is way back like in the 1920s mm-hmm. where the uh, – and it was the U.S. number 77, the 15-cent Lincoln uh, black stamp. And it was incredibly rare. But it was incredibly rare here in the United States. Yeah. Then people started going to Europe – and they were finding these things all over the place because they were all used to go overseas. So there's none in Massachusetts because they all got mailed to England and Germany and France. Yeah. Uh, so eventually. Same thing, same thing happened with uh, $20 gold pieces. Yeah. They were all in banks in Switzerland and overseas. And all of a sudden they started popping up. Yep. Drove the price down. Not now, but. This was years ago, but the same, it's the same kind of thing. And so foreign uses is a, a um, subcategory that I, I usually pick up any foreign use that um, has an unusual destination or something like that, because that's uh, even modern is kind of interesting. I mean, uh, a cover to say Mongolia, mm-hmm. you know, or. Um, some little place that you've never heard of before in the 1970s or something like that. Pretty interesting, and there are collectors for that kind of thing. So, Cash collects also. chicken Alaska. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he we likes tons chickens. of those. Yeah. My, my chicken exhibit will be, I think uh, it, it's done. I'm, I'm going to see if I can get it into Chicago. That'll be fun. But... I have a, uh, speaking about modern stamps, I have a quick uh, quick notation here. My wife has, has an inkling of, of what I do for a living. And, uh, <laughs> and, so, and so she has this friend who's getting married, and, uh, and the friend wants a particular type of love stamp that she likes. So uh, my wife says, hey, do you have this stamp? You know, and I'm, I look at it, and it's, a, and it's a, you know, one of the love forever stamps, you know. And, and, of course, they're in demand because they're, you know, popular for weddings and being a forever stamp you know it works out really well um but uh my wife shows me this printout that her girlfriend had had done and it shows a website selling the love stamp for uh 50 of face value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so there's a situation where a total novice is you know is, is trying to find love stamps for her wedding and and she's basically going to be buying stamps from china Mm-hmm. I got kicked off Facebook for complaining about this. The, uh, yep. Is uh, that before or after Linz ran that article that basically proved that was happening? Oh, it was before. Yeah. Yeah, I was yelling yeah. and screaming and, you know, I'm I'm not an advertiser on Facebook and the advertisers on Facebook, you know, I had like 5,000 followers. I mean, I had the maximum followers. And uh, somebody said, hey, this guy is uh, cutting into our profit margin by telling everybody we're selling fake stamps. And instead of uh, Facebook saying, well, are you selling fake stamps? Yeah. Uh, instead, they said, hey, Cash, get off Facebook. So I'm like, okay. 
Uh, one thing that you brought up, though, with foreign rates, it has my uh, foreign sales have dropped dramatically. And that's because the U.S. dollar right now is about 16% higher than it was a year ago. Right. Uh, the U.S. dollar has been very strong. And, of course, people overseas are, you know, buying in German marks or French uh, euros or whatever. They're not buying in German marks. French euro, you know, euros. And uh, so everything I have now is 16% higher. And, you know, if it was selling, you know, reasonably well, now it's 16% higher, uh, it's not selling much, yeah. So uh, that's cutting down on my sales also. Yeah, and I I think that uh, when I was talking about foreign destinations, I was talking about U.S. stamp and covers used to foreign destinations. No, I understand totally. Which is um, a interesting market just because the bulk of that is overseas somewhere. Yeah. It's not here. Jim Forty likes to tell the story about his Finland buy where he bought a ton of uh, correspondence out of Finland. It was all uh, airmails from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, I think. But it was, you know, all addressed to Finland. Yeah. And you know what? I see that stuff everywhere on eBay now. Yeah. <laughs> Because there was just so much of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anybody else want to comment on eBay? eBay is great. Not harping on eBay at all. Uh, I just learned a lesson, which is a relatively expensive one, that hopefully will give everybody a heads up. Just uh, FYI, the 6% additional um, commission they charge. It started off at 3%, then it went to 4%. It only went to 6% in March. So since March, I've, I've never been substandard. Uh, all of a sudden, I go substandard, and it, holy mackerel, <laughs> this yeah. is something. So uh, forearmed is forewarned, or forewarned is forearmed. One of those. Yeah. One of them. For, yeah. I was just going to add, during COVID, uh, the delays were really difficult. They're still difficult. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I had an item with tracking that was in the Chicago mill. I don't know where, but it was in Chicago for like three weeks. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It kept saying, you know, it was processed through the Chicago facility. Then about five days later, it would get processed again. Mm-hmm. And then five days later, it would get processed again. I finally got the item. But, you know, if I had been aware that I could get my money back and still get the item, I might have click that little button yeah i was kind of an honorable guy i knew it was coming i had the tracking yeah i mean i i refund quite often i mean this this one here was just surprising you know if if it's lost in the mail it's lost yeah and stuff does get lost so it's like a fine refund uh most of the time it's really delayed uh but a lot of times it's just you know delivered to the neighbor Mm-hmm. And then the neighbor doesn't hand it to you. But whatever, you know, 30 bucks worth of stamps cost me 180 bucks. So I learned my lesson. Yep. Enjoy. Good lesson to pass. We need your help. Nothing on the Internet is free, including our phone and Internet connections. 
so you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this silkom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.